0: Get. <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> we're getting better I think. <laughs> how is one this evening
1: oh my goodness i've cracked open the white claw
0: oh my god i just bought a case of that the other day
1: we have the same mine
0: and i just put some in the fridge so to be nice and
1: cold yeah if this one is nice and cold it's it's the only one i have it's just been sitting there in the refrigerator and i thought you know what would be nice to go with our podcast tonight it's a nice cold (laughs) nice cold beverage (laughs) what flavor it's black cherry Nice, black I got, cherry. I got the variety pack, so I think that should be in there as well. Yeah. So did I. Well, so what episode is this? Is this thirty-one? 31? Yeah, thirty-one. Woo! Thirty-one. I mean, we always woo at every single one. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is episode five. Woo! It's like we made it. We didn't get past <laughs> the first one. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, we won't screw it up this time because I did last time. But how do I? How are we supposed to say it? So I'm Bay and I'm Jay. And, and this, this is the part, part I don't, don't get. get. <laughs> All right, was that good? I think so. Okay, good. Because you always tell me that I say it out of order. I think because <laughs> I can't see your face now. So. Yeah, it just throws everything off. You so, know what? We had. I have. We have a couple of like little like housekeeping things, but really quick. If if uh, if I found like a funny thing that's not big enough to be a story, but it has to do with the coronavirus um does your topic have anything to do with Indonesia no okay good because I didn't want to make sure I wanted to make sure it wasn't your topic but do you know that in Indonesia they are hiring people to dress up as ghosts to scare people to stay inside (gasps) are you serious (laughs) that's very creative is it working I do not believe it is and then CNN so it is a very credible source but um (gasps) They have this thing called, like, Pokong or Pukong pa or Pachong, and it's, like, already, like, a ghost folklore character that's supposed to be, like, haunting graveyards, and it's where, like, they're, like, covered in burial shrouds, and it's, like, tied in a knot at your head and feet so they've had volunteers in this village um in the, on the island of java who are like surprising people and <laughs> <in>, like <laughs> and like trying to scare them into their house um after their um their president declared you know the pandemic a national disaster kind of thing so wow. um that was one Whatever of their worked. that was one of their um their <laughs> Ways of trying to get uh the residents to stay inside, but they said it's been having kind of a little bit of a backlash because now people are going out to see them because it's oh, kind my of God. you know oh, because no. it's, it's out of it's definitely out of the norm it's turned into a performance <laughs> yes so i was like oh i yeah. saw the kong the other day how about you did and... you
0: get the autograph I did. <laughs> i'm gonna sell it on ebay
1: but that was just this like cute little thing that i thought I oh that's
0: that's cute that's
1: I, I like happy stories like that yeah
0: it's. Definitely... i hear it in other other countries you know you get beaten with like sticks and things if you are seen
1: oh seriously Ouch. i haven't heard yeah. that yeah well, like
0: I, I heard in India, it's actually like very. There's not much, um, many cases of the coronavirus because they oh, are because they are so very strict. hardcore on the policing. Oh,
1: okay. So, well,
0: we should be grateful that you know. Yeah. I'm getting beaten up every time. It's a fine line.
1: You want to yeah. stay healthy. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Um, that's kind of what I feel like America's <laughs> thoughts are anyway. Eh, I, can like, brave eh, it. I think I can It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm oh, all
0: about my, my right.
1: And then other Americans are like, hide,
0: hide inside. Get under
1: get <laughs> under a rock and don't
0: come out for the next ten years. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: definitely a, a wide variety. Yeah. But, you really see the best and the worst of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we also got an email um that I found an answer to if we have if you don't mind me reading it real quick it's really short um so this one says hello Bay and jay quarantine got me thinking this part i the this part i don't get is why do vowels exist
0: this is this
1: is what you you think about i mean i guess in quarantine um like who figured out they were in every word? Why are they in every word? Do other languages also have vowels? So I answered the last question um, is the easiest one to answer. So the, the best example of a language that doesn't really have sound vowels like we do is sign language. Oh, yeah. So they have syllables and the syllables are made up in the movements and, and holds of in your on your hands. Um, but as vowels are currently defined, the answer is no. They do not have vowels. So sign language is a great example of a language that doesn't have vowels. So vowels um, are, in a sense, it, it's just a really simple answer. So that's why I just wanted to say it really quick. Vowels are used to break down a word so that it's easier to pronounce that's basically the best answer i could find and it just
0: otherwise it would just be a bunch of like letters that
1: yeah you know don't really flow together it just makes it easier to chunk words out and the difference between a vowel and a consonant is that the air the passage of air from the lungs is not restricted in any way when you make a vowel sound so it just flows out of your mouth whereas when you make a consonant it's the opposite so, like, your mouth is, like, closing it, to some degree when you make a consonant, like a T or a K or.
0: Yeah. And I I feel like even if you take the the vowels out, like, you'll still kind of say the the, the vowel. Like, if you said, like, WD, it'd be like, w- you know, it'd sound like wood. It's like, wood, <laughs> <W-D>. you know? <laughs> yeah, it'd that's be, like, true. Wood. How would you say that? Yeah, yeah that's it's true. like the vowels, the vowels kind of naturally, like, come out. Yep. Even with just the letters. That's true. Or
1: just the consonants; they're yeah. all letters. <laughs> but that was pretty much the question, and that was the answer. So, mm.
0: so, so which came first, the the vowels or the uh,
1: consonants?
0: <laughs> or I guess they all kind of came together.
1: Uh, that is a chicken and the egg question, and I have no idea. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, yeah, that's thank the next. That that's question. the next. That's the next email. Who who is that from? That's from Corinne. So thank, thank you, Karen. you for sending us an email yes thank you gives us original content i know makes us
0: think makes us think
1: yep never thought i'm gonna be
0: thinking about about every vowel day tomorrow well there's a lot of interesting language
1: things out there is it your turn it's your turn it is okay kick off because i just listened 31 for us then i just listened
0: to our last episode oh and I, and I noticed the timing thing that you're telling me about.
1: Yeah, well. Like,
0: because it, it sounded, it almost sounded like you were reacting to what I was saying before I would say. Because <laughs> I'd be like, blah, blah. And you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'd be like, wait, why does she keep interrupting me? Let's, <laughs> and then I was like, oh.
1: Let's hope with this social distancing recording technology that we'll get it at some point. If not, we'll just have to keep on trying out new things to make this work. Yeah. we could even or do a zoom call talking we could record after. ourselves doing a zoom call oh, yeah. i saw not um, a bad idea i'm listening to like the dax shepherd podcast which is a great podcast to listen to if you're if you guys are bored oh yeah that's, that's a and he one. was doing it with um ed holmes and uh, alicia keys and it sounded as though they were on something um like the equivalent to zoom so we could always do that we, we'll figure it out yeah, and then we can actually see each other. Oh, I know, that's true actually. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Although we'll we'll be limited to 40 minutes, but
1: Yeah. It's worth the purchase. It's worth it just to see your face. Yes. Oh. <laughs> shit. All
0: right. Go for it. All right. It. Well, let's get down to my topic. So, um my topic is about pandemic dreams. Oh. Um so I don't know about you, but I've been noticing that I've been having some weird dreams lately. Uh, has been kind of violent dreams. Oh. I've noticed. Um, apparently, it's not just me, there is um, a new phenomenon known as coronavirus pandemic dreams <laughs> <laughs> that, um, basically is being reported by you know, it's and it's being studied right now, too. Um, so my sources were the National Geographic, an article by Rebecca Renner, and the New York Times um, article by Katie Weaver. Um, so Uh, dreams or nightmares usually occur during what's called rapid eye movement, sleep, REM sleep. Um, And this takes place about every 90 minutes during our sleep. Um, And it's obviously when, you know, we're in probably our deepest stage of sleep, I believe. And, um, you know, the research has shown that our content and the emotions of our dreams are connected to our well being while we are awake. So, um, if you feel good during the day, it'll play out in your dreams and vice versa. Um, so, you know, nightmares um, are believed to be a manifestation of our subconscious fears and anxieties. Um, and it's believed that we use REM sleep and dreams to deal with intense negative emotion
1: um
0: you know that they even if we try to push them down they come out somehow yeah um so with the current quarantine in place um some dream experts believe that the lack of stimulation has forced our subconscious to delve more into past experiences for quote-unquote inspiration (gasps) for our dreams. Because we're not, you know, getting out and experiencing new things as much.
1: You know what I'm of... feeling is a lack of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> our dreams are getting dive boring, deep basically. here for me. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. <laughs> my life has certainly become a giant bore. So why not make <laughs> the dreams boring too? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's it's having to really
0: go back into the yearbooks, I guess, to find some you know weird <laughs> things from our past to to bring up. <laughs> yep. Um so five research teams across multiple countries are currently collecting data on this topic. Um and they are finding that dreams are a result of, or the weird dreams I should say are a result of obviously stress, isolate isolation, and changes in our sleep patterns. Um so you know, you know, in one article it it said that you know, because we aren't going, you know, to work every day, or like going our usual routine, we have kind of lost sense of time. And, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I going to bed later, yeah. and, you know, sometimes waking up later, depending on work. And oh, yeah. so it's kind of like screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. So because we're not getting like the best quality of sleep, that can also affect our dreaming. Um, so the the research has shown that stress um, on our dreams has the same effect as psychedelic drugs does on our brain. Oh, so I, I know I thought this was interesting. So this <laughs> it's going to get a little fancy for a minute, but just bear with me. I saw a lot of letters. I was like, I- oh goodness, um, letters, <laughs> letters and numbers together. Okay, okay. okay. So receptors known as uh, serotonin five dash H. T2A are activated which turns off a part of the brain called the dorsal prefrontal cortex and this uh the turning off of this part of our brain results in an emotional disinhibition where basically emotions overload our conscious um so you know everything we've kind of been probably trying to push back kind of just comes up into the right up front Mm mm-hmm and it comes out in our dreams. Um so and that's why it's kind of like a I guess a st- psychedelic. It's the similar um circumstance of what happens when you take drugs, apparently. <laughs> Certain you know, the, the good ones, you know, like the shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um I wouldn't either, but I can only imagine. <laughs> um, little green men, I guess. That's <laughs> absinthe. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know why, I just always think,
1: for some reason I think shrooms and little dreams. I'm sure it's a a psychedelic, right? So then that means that you would see something, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I heard of people seeing, like, or just seeing colors and things Mm -hmm. like that. Or feeling colors, I don't know. But, um, so, usually we dream, but mostly we forget our dreams the next day, but some factors that can change that, um, our uh, lack of activity, um, anxiety, and what's known as parasomnias, which is frequent, frequent awakenings. Mm,
1: um, yes. So
0: all that can affect our sleep quality, which in turn makes it so we dream differently or we are more likely to, I guess, remember our dreams. Um, so according to an ongoing study at uh, Lyon Neuroscience Research Center in France, and participants reported a 35% increase in dream recall since March, which is when all this kind of really mm-hmm. yeah. took off. Um, and then 15% more, they reported 15% more negative dreams than usual. Um, and then a study done of Italians during the outbreak found that many of their nightmares and sleep disturbances mirrored the symptoms of PTSD. Um, and so they looked at a previous study of survivors of the L'Aquila 2009 earthquake, um, and they found that the intensity of the sleep problems correlated with distance from the epicenter of the earthquake. So basically, the closer um, people were to the epicenter, the more intense their dreams were and the more um, sleep problems they had and more like PTSD type symptoms And so similarly to that, um, they found that those closer to the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, such as healthcare workers, um, those with affected family members and those living, um, you know, kind of where, like in New York City, I guess, where the epicenter is, you know, would be, um, they're more likely to experience pandemic-related
1: dreams,
0: which is kind of makes sense. Um, One researcher, Deirdre Barrett she studies trauma-related dreams at Harvard University. She's found that dreams related to trauma usually have um, two components. Either one, they reenact or directly reference the traumatic event. So it's like you just kind of relive it in the dream. Um, Or two, the traumatic event is symbolized in another way. Um, So for example, in her studies, she's found that instead of dreaming about someone having the coronavirus, a lot of people Replace it in their dreams with zombies, bugs, natural disasters, uh, mass shooters, or monsters. Um, And she theorizes that this is due to the virus being invisible, so it's like hard to
1: um,
0: put a face on it. it. Like, yeah, it's not like an earthquake where it's like, you know, where you see all everything right. It's more just like it's affecting people, but you know, unless you're working in a hospital, like seeing people dying right there you're just more it's like this detached kind of anxiety I guess um so I it's weird though reading that because like last night I had a dream that someone was trying to murder me oh my
1: goodness <laughs> did this person have a <laughs> and I was face? like
0: um yeah it, it was kind of like I can't really remember I knew it was like a woman and oh. I think it was like a patient <laughs> oh, Gosh, but um yeah. And I was like, tr- we were like trying to restrain them. And I'm like, wow. So today I was all day I was thinking, I was like, okay, it's this like the my version of the Coronavirus, like trying to kill me because I, I think in the past week, I've had two like, kind of uh, violent dreams. And I haven't, I can't remember before that the last time I've had the dream.
1: Well, like to that. me, I feel like that would make, if you really think about that one, that makes a little bit more sense. Because like you were, you're a medical professional, you work in a right. High- in a medical field, and any yeah. person that you come into contact with in that particular environment is at a high risk right now. So any right. doctor, visitor, patient, they could all potentially make you sick if you really think about it. So it makes a little sense that they would be the person who would be attacking you psychologically. I
0: know, I'm just not... <laughs> That just makes too much sense. I, have... I feel like my dreams never, <laughs> like I can never make a, a like a distinct connection. But I'm like, oh, okay. I've also
1: heard in the past that if someone, if you dream about some, like you hurting someone or someone hurting you mm-hmm. in in your dream, then that means that that person is very significant to you.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I will have like recurring dreams about people that I'm like, why am I dreaming about this person? And they'll be like, maybe I just saw something on Facebook or something, but it's weird. But anyway, um, so how to stop if you're having these weird dreams, They the experts say that you can basically try to script your own version of what you want the dream to be by thinking of how you would want the dream to be different. Um, you can write it down and rehearse in your mind before you go to bed or try to visualize what you want to dream. And say it to yourself before you go to bed. Um, and they said this doesn't work every time. Um, but, you know, that's the only... And I also read somewhere that meditation can be helpful. So with um, kind of changing up your dreams and, of course, like going, getting therapy. and
1: All right. Some all this transcendental fun. meditation
0: for you tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, sorry. So... Kind of on a similar note, I back to the whole dream like recurring things. I, I, I always have a like recurring dream of like a tidal wave. Mm. <laughs> I always wondered what that meant. I'm gonna look at taking it you out to sea. <laughs> In general, oh, that's just saying what a tsunami is. means that you're experiencing unhappiness and emotional instability in your waking life yeah
1: well i mean i feel like that was kind of a given i don't think you have tidal wave dreams for good reasons (laughs) yeah i know it's just weird any kind of natural disaster dream we have we have a mutual friend who has natural disaster dreams a lot And um, I feel like that just has a lot to do with anxiety and the unknown and uncertainty and things like that. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I have a lot of anxiety, so maybe it has something to do with that. But then on the flip side, I also have recurrent dreams of surfing. So maybe it's like my way of like handling the tsunami.
1: You know, (laughs) I've always known you like the beach, but...
0: (laughs) I know, taking it to a whole new level. This is, yeah, this
1: is a little more than what I expected. Yeah.
0: I've always found dreams really interesting because it's it's one of the things that in psychology, you know, no one really agrees on. And there's not like any hardcore evidence about, you know, what the meaning is and everything's up to interpretation. So it's, I just always found it fascinating because it's kind of a glimpse into what your, you know, your sub, your subconscious is is thinking or what maybe you're repressing, yeah. you know, coming out. So that was kind of, I was short, but that was, my topic and i like it you know so if you're having weird dreams if you're having some crazy dreams don't feel bad you know don't worry this is normal
1: because nothing's normal right yeah <laughs> well i've definitely been having some some serious sleep sleep issues as well yeah but i always i figured it was just the stimulation like during the day like everything is more dull like i right. look forward to having work to do because it gives me something to do yeah
0: like I I got nervous yesterday because I had a job interview and I was like it was the best feeling ever to feel that way. I was like, I feel so alive. I feel so alive. I was like I never thought I'd see the day where I would feel you know Yeah.
1: Like it because it was like excitement too at the Mm -hmm. same time I mean at the same time though I do feel very blessed that this is my circumstance I feel like we are so lucky yesterday Lady Gaga I read something about Lady Gaga I think it's just so this is just another reason why I just absolutely adore her so much she was saying how people keep saying like we're all in this together you know we're all experiencing this together and she was saying how you know that's really easy for us to say but it's important yeah. for us to consider what it's like for like single parents or someone who's in an abusive relationship, you know. I know. Like I, I, I'm getting the if if a little lack of sleep is my biggest worry right now, then um,
0: right <laughs> gotta, being bored, yeah, like I know. That. And then I think of all the times at work where I just would crave days like this yeah. where it's just like nothing to do, just easy, and then it's yeah. Like, you know, so, so yeah, it's always good to remember. Yeah, that it could always be worse. When... <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. That's my grandma's favorite. <laughs> Someone always has it
1: worse. Uh, well, it keeps <laughs> keep you humble. Keeps you humble. Yeah. So, yeah. um, my topic doesn't really have anything to do with psych. I had a, I mean, this is just another reason why I, I just like had the hardest time trying to figure, you know, out what I wanted to talk about, you know, like, I don't know what my deal is. That's
0: me every, every
1: week. (laughs) Many times I have like a super easy time. And I feel like this is just such a reoccurring thing. And people are sick and tired of hearing me say this, but I wish it could be easier. (laughs) Because you want it to be (laughs) I, I really like having relevant topics, things that have to do with like things that are happening right now. Um, so when they aren't relevant, it just kind of POs me a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it can't always be relevant. I mean, if, if something, if some topics like Bigfoot, you know, it's always relevant. Are you going back
1: to my mom? So that's the good thing. one. Yeah, it was. It was relevant.
0: <laughs> I I wasn't thinking of a specific time. I'm just thinking in general. You know, you like you like to do the more sci-fi. Stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I feel like it's never
1: not going to be relevant. Yeah.
0: You hear my computer? Oh, are you booting up your computer there? I
1: have two computers going on right now, and the the <laughs> one I actually do too. One of my Mac is asleep because it's you know it's it's old and it needs some. The nap one time. is about the one is about to take a nap, so I <laughs> thought it would be um, wise to boot up the other one just in case. Um, so mine. Marley my topic is a topic that I have been dreaming of doing since the very beginning. Like I would say that this topic was number one on my list of potential things to talk about because I just have always really enjoyed this story because I think it's so unbelievably ridiculous that this actually took place. But I've never done it because I've heard a bunch of other podcasts do it before and I felt like they did <laughs> like, way better than I could ever do. Oh, you can't compare yourself. (laughs) So I was like, but, you know, why not, you know, give myself a chance? We can do it, too. So I'm going to be talking about the Great Molasses Flood of 1919. So before we get started, have you ever heard of the Great Molasses Flood of 1919? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's, <laughs> that's not what i was expecting at all this is not sci-fi in any way
0: um i know i was like i was trying to think i was like what if you know i was just trying to think like what what has she not done that that's a really big one that she i just think I that thought she this done. is
1: just so it's it's very interesting that this actually took place so it's also known as the boston molasses molasses disaster I just think of, like, that part of The Office where he's like, it's like smooth molasses coming out of your mouth. <laughs> he's, like, describing the the Savannah accent. It's like smooth, smooth molasses coming out of your mouth. I don't know. Every time I say the word molasses, I think of that. Um, Which character was Andy, that? Andy, when they were doing the oh. murder, uh, murder in a oh, Box. Oh, that was one of the funniest <laughs> ones. The murder in a Box episodes <laughs> where they were, they were yeah. like, pretending to be Southern characters, so he was <laughs> yeah, where, where Creed ran out of the office because he thought he was really cute to murder.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to go settle in and then you just see him like drive off.
1: <laughs> well, so I'm going to try and not channel um, the Savannah accent when I say molasses every single time because I'm going to have to say the word. So a company called Purity Distilling had this large tank that contained 2.3 million gallons of molasses. Um, So they used the molasses to make rum. And this is in Boston, um, in the middle of the city. Uh, And in January of 1919, that very same tank burst and a huge tidal wave of molasses syrup flooded the streets of Boston. And the wave was a total of 25 feet tall, and it moved through the streets at 35 miles an hour and killed a total of 21 people. Whoa! So. That's I know. Crazy. Molasses. Because when you think of molasses, you think of it being so <laughs> thick and slow. Yeah.
0: Like it would just, I would think it would just suck people, like it would be like quicksand yeah. or something.
1: I mean, that's like going in a, like 35 miles an hour. That's like the speed limit in like what? Like a suburban area. Like, yeah. All of here. <laughs> So, um, people sometimes still say that on a hot day, they can still smell the sweetness of the molasses in the city streets. So the molasses tank was 50 feet tall and 90 feet in diameter, uh, so it's pretty big yeah, pretty big so on january 15th the temperature had quickly risen above 40 degrees fahrenheit before that it had been very cold you know this is january so it had definitely been below freezing and it and the temperature raised very quickly um the day before uh, a shipment had uh delivered a fresh load of molasses which was warmed to reduce its viscosity for transfer. So I'm guessing that that's talking about like trying to make it so that it doesn't just freeze up and become like a giant ice block of molasses. I guess they warmed it. They probably stirred it and stuff too, to make it more like liquid. So they think that the thermal expansion, this is about as scientific as it's going to get for mine. Um, The thermal (laughs) expansion then caused the tank to burst open and then collapse at about twelve thirty p.m. or so. So this, you know, remember when I did the the dancing plague and and I was like, how do they know that it was in su- in the summer, and it was like five hundred years <laughs> before? How the hell do they know that this happened at twelve thirty? This is a hundred years ago. You know, like I don't know, It just blows my mind that we well, know that it happened at twelve thirty.
0: I mean, this this was only a hundred yeah. years ago, so I think it's still they could have made it up with it, but,
1: you know. <laughs> so. We don't. There were witnesses. Witnesses reported that they felt the ground shake and heard a roar as it collapsed and even heard like the rivets really? shooting out of the tank and it sounded like like a gun going off. So molasses, to kind of touch on what I said before, is 40% more dense than water. Um, and it this had enough mass and force to tip over cars, like whole cars. Now, We are thinking of a 1919 car. So, like, I'm assuming, like, a Ford Model T type situation. How could you know in cars? This is a (laughs) very big shot in the dark, guess. I have no idea. Um, It flooded (laughs) several city blocks. And at its deepest, it was two to three feet in depth. Um, Actually, so the wave was apparently um 25 feet tall like the initial wave but then once it had Mm -hmm. settled down it ended up getting to be two to three feet in depth so that's like half of our height right there so it'd be like up to our waist i guess um or like mid torso after the initial wave the molasses then became hardened by the cold temperatures and that um yeah that's what that is what trapped people that were caught in the wave which made it even mm. more difficult to rescue oh, them no. in the end so how long did it take for it to start to to freeze up um I think for that same day because instead of it being in this metal tank it was out in the open air it wasn't like frozen but it started to get harder because it's like 40 it's only yeah. 40 degrees so like you know having it out there in the cold air it's going to start to get harder but it wasn't frozen it wasn't like like a ice skating rink kind of frozen
0: all right yeah so but i mean like say you were walking you know home or something you know maybe like a mile or so walk i mean i guess you were kind of screwed, unless unless you could get somewhere unless you you get to higher
1: ground from this molasses i don't know so nice. they stopped searching for people, um, in the molasses after four days. Um, some weren't found for at least three months afterwards, oh, God. about 150 people were injured and 21 people and several horses were killed. I know that made Aww. me sad. <laughs> some were crushed and drowned by the molasses or by the debris you know that was like being pushed like the cars and things that were being pushed and carried with the wave the Boston police Red Cross Army and Navy personnel all came to save and rescue people in the flood so local residents uh, brought a class action lawsuit against the company that owned this tank and it was one of the first class action lawsuits in Massachusetts so a class action is when you have like multiple people like an Aaron Brockovich if you will So the company claimed that the tank had been blown up by anarchists, um, which was absolutely incorrect. And it was a false claim. Um, Because it's always a conspiracy (laughs) theory. um, Because some of the alcohol produced was to be used in making munitions that was like what they were saying it's like anarchists didn't like that some of the alcohol was being used to make munitions oh for war um but a court appointed auditor finally found the company responsible after three years of hearings and the company ultimately paid six hundred and twenty thousand dollars in damages so to adjust it for now that's nine point two six million that seems kind of low. Damn. For 21 people. Wait,
0: uh,
1: oh, so that was yeah. divided out. But I mean, you have to think about like, if you own like yeah. a, a restaurant or a hotel or a house or anything, or one yes, of those it's, cars, it's, all that was damaged. Yeah. It's kind of like in, in Ellicott
0: city when, we, when we had those floods, like it just took out the whole. That is literally what I of, think of when city. I think
1: of this. Um, so the relative. Yeah. And that was before they had insurance. I, I guess, mean, they or... definitely did have insurance at this time. It was definitely a thing. But who knows if it, this was covered? You know. Yeah, yeah. Molasses spills—it's <laughs> not an act of God. <laughs> um, so relatives of those killed reportedly received around seven thousand dollars per victim. Um, so today that would be one hundred and three, one hundred and three thousand dollars for today's money. So, cleanup crews used. I was, and every time I think about this, I'm like, "What did they use to get rid of it? It's three feet deep. What yeah, are they I know. using?" Like um, oil, <laughs> so they used salt water from a fireboat to wash away the molasses and sand to absorb it. I would have never have thought of that. Hmm. It's kind of like,
0: I guess, like it. I, it guess, <laughs>
1: I guess, I guess, kind of like, I guess, when you put your phone in a bowl of rice absorb the water you know when you like dropped it in the toilet or the bathtub or something. yeah um and the harbor was brown with molasses all the way up until summertime for like a good six months
0: and i bet i bet the smell was (laughs) something to uh, yes
1: not be desired so the cleanup in like the immediate area which was the several city blocks took weeks with several hundred people contributing to the effort And it took longer to clean the rest of greater Boston and its suburbs because you have to think about like rescue workers, cleanup crews, sightseers. Everyone had tracked this molasses throughout the whole entire city and it spread. It's kind of like their version of the virus, I guess, spread it to subway platforms, seats inside of trains, streetcars, telephone handsets, homes. It was everywhere. Because they kept anyone who was involved in cleaning this up or trying to rescue somebody or anyone who lived there, when they went somewhere else, because molasses is so sticky, they tracked it everywhere. And so they said, quote, everything that Bostonians touched was sticky for this particular time. (laughs) So what could have actually caused this explosion? Um, we, we, we know about the warmer weather the previous day, um, or I'm sorry, like the, the, the temperature had just gone up, but the tank was constructed poorly and it had tested insufficiently. And the company knew that, um, but didn't do anything about yeah, it. It. <laughs> it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, the, the warmer weather assisted in the building of the pressure inside the tank, The tank had been filled to capacity only eight times since it was originally built. So that was putting the walls of the tank under, like, intermittent um, loads, so it wasn't used to being full. And it had been filled the day before. Um, Hold on, I lost my spat. So it was like overburden, yeah. basically. An inquiry after the disaster revealed that Arthur Gell, the treasurer of the company that owned the tank, neglected basic safety tests while overseeing construction of the, ta- of the tank, such as filling it with water, insufficient to check for leaks. So they didn't even check it for leaks. And mm. ignored warning signs, such as groaning noises each time the tank was filled. <laughs> he had no architectural or engineering experience whatsoever lovely that's who i want to put in charge of testing this tank right when filled with molasses the tank would actually <laughs> leak and they knew it would leak and it would leak i can <laughs> just put a
0: piece of tape on it it'll be fine <laughs> it uh, would it would leak so badly <laughs> that it was
1: painted brown on purpose to hide the leak
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: instead of fixing the leak they're like we'll channel thing yes. brown <laughs> So local <laughs> residents would actually go to the tank to collect leaked out molasses for themselves for their homes for free. Uh, I know. <laughs> Just put a bowl. Uh, yes, the water, I don't it know. Goes. I can't imagine what that must have looked like. But so, <laughs> a two thousand fourteen. So almost 100 years later, uh, investigation uh, applied modern engineering analysis and found that the steel was half as thick as it should have been for a tank of that size. Um, Even with the lax standards of that time period, um, it also uh, lacked this certain, um, I don't know know how to say this, but lacked manganese, um, which was made more brittle as a result. Don't know what that means. The tanks rivets were also apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like, n- I'm assuming no, maybe I'm not. I'm not, a I'm not sure. That's what I was thinking, but I, I, don't, thinking know. I don't know. I <laughs> uh, could be wrong. The tanks rivets were also apparently flawed and cracks first formed at the rivet holes. Cause you know, people heard those rivets like bursting out like gunfire. Um, In 2016, so even later, a team of scientists and students at Harvard University con- <laughs> they contu- Harvard. They conducted ex- extensive studies of the disaster, um, gathering data from many sources, including uh, newspaper articles, maps, and things like that. Um, they studied the behavior of cold corn syrup flooding a scale model um, that affected the neighborhood. And the researchers concluded that the reports of the high-speed flood um, were credible. So they wanted to make sure that, like, is this just a myth that this really happened? You know, because, like, it sounds yeah. so, fan, like, fantastical. A 25-foot wave of molasses sounds hard to believe, and that is definitely <laughs> the part I didn't get. So they, they studied it and said, like, it's, yeah. like, legit. This really did happen. Um, burp, 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 burp. Wow. the harvard study concluded that the molasses cooled and thickened quickly as it rushed through the streets which hampered the efforts to free victims before they were suffocated womp 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 Hmm. depressing um united states industrial (laughs) alcohol did not rebuild the tank so they owned the purity distilling company they never they didn't rebuild the tank and um the property formerly occupied by the molasses tank and the north end paving company became a yard for the boston elevated railway eventually so they didn't try and like rebuild um maybe i i, I like mean buckets. that's probably for the best <laughs> um yeah. didn't seem to work out so, you know. <laughs> so this accident uh, became such a staple of local culture that um not only for the damage, but for that sweet smell that filled the north end of Boston for decades after the disaster. So, you know, we're com- they came up on their 100th anniversary last January 15th. And for the 100th anniversary, um, they had an event and a ceremony was held in remembrance. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Please tell me they didn't get it out in the last
1: Well, they used ground penetrating radar. <laughs> to identify the exact location of the tank from 1919. And um, so they created like this plaque um, in remembrance um, for the tank. So uh, the the concrete slab base for the tank remains in place approximately 20 inches below the surface of the baseball diamond at Langone Park. Attendees of the ceremony stood in a circle marking the edge of the tank, and the 21 names of those who died as a result were read aloud. And that oh, that's nice. is the end. <laughs> At least, I,
0: I thought it was going to be like a tacky, like a big party, like, yeah, <laughs>
1: you know. Well, I guess they, they you know, I, I'm, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that this, that this thing is, is underground. Like, I'm not quite sure how that happened. Yeah. But because it had eventually <laughs> been made into a railway an elevated railway. And I guess the construction of that ended up, you know, covering the base of where the, the tank was and they had to use that ground penetrating radar. I mean, that's what they do to find like bodies and things like that, too. Um so yeah, that's crazy. They found it and then, you know, had that symbolic ceremony, you know. And it just happened
0: to be under a I baseball know, under a baseball <laughs> diamond.
1: That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I've just oh, wow, that's crazy! What a crazy way to die. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it should be on. Like, isn't there a TV show like that? Like, uh, it's it was called like a thousand ways to die. Oh yeah, a hundred. hundred. Yeah, thousand ways and, to die. Um, I've just always yeah. thought that 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 story was nuts. I think I first heard ho- heard about it in uh, in the lore podcast that I he- and then I've heard it in a couple other podcasts since then. And I've just like read up on it and on Wikipedia and online and stuff to try and find out more information, and it, it just blows my mind that something like thick like that could be cleaned up at all. Do they still keep
0: molasses like that, or they? I mean, change? it's definitely
1: used in in alcohol still, probably. I mean, I I, I don't really know. Yeah. The only thing I can really think of is like, I know molasses is used in like syrup like pancake syrup
0: yeah like i always think of like candy i I think it's probably in candy candy
1: too so yeah i I just like i but at
0: that point it was mostly used in alcohol so that's why there was so much
1: of it i guess (laughs) because they needed they needed more (laughs) or no well do they so it's basically used used for sweetening i'm looking it up right now what is molasses used for yeah, so it's used for sweetening. It's one of the things
0: like I always hear of it, and I never really knew. Yeah, <laughs> what it was used for. Nine <laughs>
1: surprising uses for molasses that you didn't know about. Oh my goodness! It's used in hair conditioning, energy bars, oh, mens-
0: oh I, menstrual I cramp
1: relief, yeah. sauces and glazes. That oh, I can see, you know. like on meat and things like that. Face yeah. wash, digestive relief, relief of joint pain, huh. and sweetener in drinks. And they specifically note Christmas cookies. I don't know why. That's like the one <laughs> particular <laughs> type of cookie. Uh, it can only be in Christmas cookies. Um,
0: not any. Not any, not other, any other kinds, kinds of cookies. cookies. Oh, maybe because of the something with the sprinkles. I don't know.
1: I, don't know. I just. And when I think of molasses in a cookie, I don't think of, like, a cookie I want to eat. I think of, like, ginger snaps. I feel like you like ginger snaps, too. Hey, I like those. I like those. <laughs> that like I Boring of all cookies. was <sighs> that, that taking it too, a little too far. far? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think you're exaggerating <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but that was it. That was my topic. Okay. Hopefully it wasn't too long.
0: Well, that was very interesting. I never I never knew... Really, anything about that? I feel like I remember you mentioning that maybe when we first brought up doing this podcast, it was like one of the first things I wanted to you're do. You're saying like, you're like, yeah, you're like, we should do weird topics. For example, did you know there was <laughs> like a molasses like spill? And I was like, um, what? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I I think that my first, the first topic that I wanted to do was pimple popping, and then uh, this was like the one that I considered doing for my second episode. But then I just had to yeah. take a darker turn and do cannibalism well, you know, instead. Good things,
0: you know. Good things come to those who
1: wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that's it. Um, feel free to email us some more questions. Yeah, thank you for submitting um, your the email. Questions. Is the part I don't get at gmail.com and you'll see pictures and things about our story up on our Facebook and Instagram on this is the part I don't get and uh check us out you know everybody's bored you know you want to get some stimulus yeah. and inspiration for your dreams so you have to listen to the podcast to get there
0: I, I think I'm going to start posting some like inspirational thing <laughs> quotes or I don't know some
1: memes on there maybe Ooh. on our facebook page whatever works
0: what do you uh, think
1: any little <laughs> bit of uplifting right now i think anyone will take yeah i certainly will yeah i because i'm loving oh, some yes. of the memes i've been seeing going around i mean there's especially, some really good
0: ones out there that really especially just get me when through it's
1: my day to as the rona that's my perfect that's the that's the my my <laughs> personal favorite the rona it just reminds <laughs> me of i corona <laughs> <laughs> whatever, what was that? My Sharona, my Sharona, my Sharona. My my Sharona. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I said it wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, however, that song goes. Is that Whip It, Whip It Good, yeah, or is it My Sharona? Is it the same band? No, I don't know. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, no, nonsense I don't now. think so. Nonsense? Okay, right. <laughs>
0: nope, it they do okay. have similar beats, okay. I will give you that, but it's not right. the same. I just though. think My <laughs> Sharona, Whip It, Whip It Good. <laughs> all
1: right yeah. well we'll see you guys in two weeks yeah right. thank
0: you for listening